Go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another See You Next Tuesday Liverpool podcast. Today, we will be reviewing the stalemate at Old Trafford and previewing the Genk and Man City games. Man Good City. day, Buttercup. How's it? Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, good start. You're off to as good a you start as we man. were, yeah, as we were on Sunday. Oh, oh. How's the food poisoning, by the way? Well, I, well, I think I think it was just the game that gave me it. To be honest, mate, I, I put a game would put anybody in hospital. Um, there's no chance me singing this week after a performance like that. I'm sorry, Berg. That's almost weird not winning for. <laughs> Let me begin, right? <laughs> Let me begin by saying I've been championing the cause for Lalana to start for friggin' ages. <laughs> what a player. <laughs> when they were when they got you know, when he was coming on, I just thought, Oh god. I just know what you were going to be like. I bet you were swearing and throwing things at the TV at that point. Mate, yeah. you have no idea how many WhatsApp text messages I got <laughs> and when he was warming up and he was coming on. I must have got eight messages. And I was like, eight what? messages? Wow, that's more than you normally get a year. <laughs> Mate, I swear to you, everybody was texting me saying, ha ha, like... Sort of laughing emojis and everything. Trust me, I know Mate, how you feel. I had a lot more than that when Man United scored. Let's go away. <laughs> and it didn't get disallowed. I got so many. <laughs> I was just like, Duh. Mate, because you don't, you don't answer texts while you're watching the game. So no. do you... Do you... Do you see them though, or do you just not even look at them, or you just? Well, the only time I see them is because you know I get I I have this really like it's almost a nervous tick during games where I have to I go through routines all the time. Well, one of my routines is because my phone um, background, whatever you call it, the screen save, whatever, is a live beard picture, and before the game and. Every single time, anything, you know, there's a stopping pair or whatever, I kiss the liver beard. It's just one of those things. I kiss it on the, you know, on the shirt as well and on my pillow. You know, the pillow I always have as well. Three, I have to do it. I can't, yeah, I just yeah. can't. The very I get, mas- it's, masculine. I know. <laughs> I guess it's just a nervous tick, I think, I've got. Because it's just, I can't, I can't stand, you know what I mean? You know what I'm like? So, yeah, I see I see there's like 30 messages and I just swipe it away so I can kiss the live a bit. But that's it. Because there's fucking hundreds of them, to be honest. And it's just like, if I sat there and read them, I'd never watch the game at all. Are you still carrying that? Pillow or put cushion all, yes. all game. Yes, yes. Well, that soup, that's that, that super masculine pillow. <laughs> hey, that's brought us luck. Uh, Since we've had that, we we've been we've been doing better. All right, mate. Let's get to the game. What a totally abject performance. Thankfully, Lalana got us out of trouble. Uh, got us out of jail. Um, where do we start? Okay. Um, I don't want you. I don't even want to start. To be honest, I don't want to pick the bones out of that one. You start. Um. Well, where, where do we begin? I mean, the every player just failed to turn up. Really. I mean, obviously, Alisson. You've got to. You've got to leave Alisson out of it because he never really. He never actually had to do much. This is the thing. Nothing. This, did so, nothing. Yeah. So we never got. It wasn't like we it. were getting battered. We just was so poor. I mean, we created plenty of chances to put the ball in, but Robbo and Trent were just having an absolute nightmare and every ball was going nowhere. It was going to Henderson and he was, you know, falling over as he was trying to cross it or, you know, it just like nothing was going, you know, none of the balls were quality. So This uh, is the first time I've seen us so abject and shambolic. I've not seen a performance where everybody was poor I mean there was no one that can hold their head up and say right I had a good game they were Mm. all shambolic but you've got to remember this is the thing that everybody's been saying how bad Salah's been well not everyone obviously we haven't we've been ones defending him like 
but so many yeah. people have been on about Salah being crap and we don't we won't miss him if he's out if he's sold and all this kind of stupid nonsense that game showed how much we rely how much we rely on him he creates so much space he draws so many defenders to him i mean he, he could have he you know he normally draws what three defenders to him during the match constantly having to watch him which would have made up for the advantage in numbers they had with the officials so you know would have evened it up to 11 11 sort of thing <laughs> and VAR, so yeah, it would exactly. have been 13 11 yeah so yeah it's, having it's him disturbing. on there would have pulled it's, them out of the way Mate, it's disturbing knowing how important and how paramount he is to our our, our, our team and our, our, our system. But I mean, it's, it's not I that. Got... It's all of them work well as a unit. And when you haven't got something that you can replace properly, which is Salah or Mane and Firmino, any of them three are out, it becomes a problem. And we have to, you know, we have to rely on changing the way we play when one of those three is out. But what can you do? Because you can't, you literally cannot replace them. I mean, there is no player in the world. People were thinking Pepe I... might be the answer. But look at him. Well, He's crap. Tonight. Mate, yeah. that 16-year-old Backer is better than him. Saka. He's whatever Alvary owes Saka, yeah. He's, he's a decent player, that Saka. He's certainly a better player than Pepe at the moment. Absolutely. But, okay, going back to Liverpool. <laughs> oh, God, we started again. <laughs> oh, God. Even no, when no, we no, started no, no, on the no, podcast, right, yeah. so we didn't have to. Yeah. What's this wee pale face? No, What's he going to say to you? Yeah, we're just what, anything why, rather than okay. talk about that United game. I, I, I really am having sleepless nights thinking about if Salah ever leaves us because this, this performance, this game, just shows how vital and important he is to the makeup of our team. Um, more of that later, though. But, Do you not okay. think Why that play- if it was sold, it's not so bad because then you could buy a top-class replacement? The problem is you can't get a top-class replacement to come in because he knows he's up against Salah or Mane. So he looks at it, and it doesn't matter how good a player he is, what player is going to look at that and say, I'm going to play 50 games a season when I've got Salah Romane in the team to push out? You're just not. Nobody's going to get 50 games a season for Liverpool if, when they're up against Salah Romane, are they? It's Whoever comes will just have to, will come for the, for the sheer glee of playing for Liverpool. What I'm saying is, if... Salah is sold, for instance, and you right. then buy a replacement. Yeah. You could go get the best, of the, you know, a, a really good replacement. So it wouldn't be so bad. It, the problem we've got is you can't have a really good replacement, as good a replacement who who's willing to sit on the bench. This is what I'm saying. So you are the, yeah. the player either comes because he's he wants to be there and play for Liverpool like Adrian and don't mind sitting on the bench. Yeah, or he comes for the do. money. Yeah. So, exactly. So, I, I don't want to sell Salah. I don't even want no. to think about it. No, but Salah, I'm saying if Salah you sold Salah, perfectly. then you wouldn't have that problem because they come because they're going to play regularly. Exactly, but I don't want to have that no, problem. No, I don't. I don't want do. that problem because he's got... He fits us per- He fits us like a glove. He fits us perfectly. He gets us. I mean, he's fitted into the system perfectly. I mean, I was watching a program about him uh, yesterday. It was an NBCN Mo Salah Egyptian King special. I think it's on YouTube. Do you know what he did? He used to travel nine hours a day from his yeah. village in Egypt. Nine hours a day. Not that's frigging four and a half hours to get there. Four and a half hours getting back. And he had to go to school in the morning before that. The guy is an absolute absolute phenom. The amount of sacri- sacrifices he's made is ridiculous. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, and it's, anyway, it's good that somebody like that has actually made it, though, as well. Love it. Absolutely love it, man. Anyway, listen, get back to the game. My question is, why play Genie and Hendo when they played so much football in the last few weeks and they I'm both played for their... Exactly, and they both played for their um, uh, respective countries in the international break twice, not once, twice. I know. It was, it was a. It, I mean, what did he, what did he want to do? Just, I mean, I'm just trying to get into Klopp's psychology here. 
did he think right? He'll, he'll try and get the last ounces of whatever uh, of juice out of them for I this game, and then just rest them for the game. He didn't want to change the city, you know, change the team because they'd been away on a break. There's a chance of a bit of rest there anyway. You keep the team together as much as possible, don't you? Especially, I think if Salah would have been in, I think he might have changed yeah. it because then he could have gone a bit weaker in midfield because he knows Salah takes up. Yeah. More option. When you lose Salah suddenly, you've got to go with your, you've got to have your captains. You've got to be first choice or he shouldn't be your captain. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, he's, he's got to go it, with, and then Ginny's his go to man. So, yeah. I'm not trying to be uh, dramatic here, but I wonder if Harvey Elliott would have got on the pitch if uh, uh, if he hadn't have been suspended mm. in place of. Uh, well, he, he might have gone on, but it'd have probably know? been in place of Lalana. So okay, don't complain. Don't um, complain. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did, did I read somewhere? Yeah. I think it was on the BBC site or somewhere. I read that it, Lalana's now scored more times at Old Trafford than Alan Shearer or Watford. Or and Watford, I can't remember whether well, it's and both were put together or all or, or one or the other. But either way, that's I mean, that's that still some start, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, apparently he's got a bit of an Indian <laughs> sign over yeah. them. So. Fair enough. Mate, mate, just to go back to the Mo point, um, even when he's not playing well, you see what he does for the team. He takes those defenders out of the game with his movement and creates space for the others to, to, to wreak havoc. You know, yeah, so exactly. let it never be said that... And he tracks yeah. back, he so, covers when, it, you know, when we've got an attacking corner, he's the one that's first chasing back to to stop a break. He's always the one that's back covering. I mean, you know, he does a lot for absolutely. the team that people just don't and tend just, to see because they, they only look at whether he scores or not, I think. Absolutely. And he works in tandem with uh, Trent really well. Mm. They, they've got a brilliant mm. understanding, those two. So why weren't the fullbacks marauding like they usually do? Well, they did. Um, if you watch them, they got plenty of time. They put the, they had the chance to put the ball in and they put the ball, either cut back and didn't put a ball in or they put it in and it was absolutely hopeless. That was the more of a problem than anything for me. That's why I think so, a lot more I, of it was down to us playing poorly than Man United playing particularly well. Though United stepped up their game, don't get me wrong. But I mean, more of the problem to me was that we were poor rather than they were great, if you see what I mean. Because the deliveries no, were appalling. No, nothing to do with the pace of James and Rashford, no? Well, no, because they... They weren't up against They're James not worried about if them. You watch so, yeah. it, if you watch it, they, the problem yeah. was, the reason why those two got in all the time was because Trent and Robbo kept getting kept getting drawn out to take the wing back. They weren't on James or Rashford for most of the game. They were constantly, <laughs> and it was driving me up the wall because I was shouting, at, I was just shouting at the screen, like, don't go to the, you know, don't go to the wing back. They, both of them are really poor on the ball. Young and you know, right. Young and Wambasaka are not a danger. They're not a threat on the ball. Right. Drop off right. and protect the you know and hold the back line steady, you know, so no one can get in behind. That's what they should have been doing, and they weren't doing that. That was a really poor piece of play by both fullbacks. That was. They constantly allowed themselves we... to get dragged out. Tell me why we didn't change the formation earlier to the five four three two. To five four three two one. Ted Rogers formation. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Destiny Bim wasn't one. available. Why, yeah, why didn't we go to that earlier? Because for, I think the last four games we've resorted to that um, formation. We've we've scored goals. Um, why didn't we do that earlier? You, you could. It was crying out to be changed. Again, Why I, don't think it was. I don't think the problem was what the, the formation. It was just that we were not playing well. So everybody was getting dragged all over the shop because they weren't thinking about what they were doing. They, I, I, but we it's like a mental blockage. Yeah, but we, you know, it wasn't like we created 300 chances through changing formation. Yes, we weren't we no we better. Were lost in, we were better than them anyway. We were already three. controlling the, the ball because they dropped off. 
second half we were better. I don't think we were better. Yeah, but first they dropped half. off. Yeah, because they dropped off. That's what I'm saying. They dropped off in the second half because yeah. they were protecting the lead rather than looking to, do, you know, and hoping to hit on Add the break. To the lead, yeah. That was what yeah. they were looking to do. They weren't looking to take the game to us, and that's why we took control of the game. It wasn't because we changed formation. I mean, it and we did change formation, and we scored, and we created chances. Yeah, but we were, like I said, we were creating opportunities to create chances. We were just messing up with the bad pass. You know what I mean? How many times did Robertson do something brilliant, get the ball, go forward, and then just yeah. pass it to an opposition player? And you're thinking, oh, for God. I felt Robertson fluffed his line. Man, he lost yeah. possession. In, uh, he, he did. I hear what you're saying. He did. He'd do a brilliant piece of uh, a tackle or skill or whatever, and then he'd, he'd just pass it to somebody that wasn't a Liverpool player. Yeah, yeah he lose and, and that was that kept happening. That was where the problem constant, was for me. Constant, it wasn't just constant, him. I'm yeah. just saying here for an example. Henderson was having a having an absolute mare as well. He kept giving the ball Nightmare, away. And, yeah. and, and that's where it went wrong. Rather than, I don't think it was that we didn't create the opportunities as such. It was that we were so poor, we were just giving the ball away. It's just one of, it's sometimes, it was play, a, you know, it, I don't know whether it's the internationals, you know, having a break for the internationals interferes or whether it's just because it's Old Trafford and we have such a terrible record there. I don't know what happened. Mate, one win in ten and a half seasons at Old Trafford. That's that. that that's it's it's diabolical. But we've I always mean, been terrible was... there, even when we ruled you. You know, even when we were winning every dent, we always went to Old Trafford and struggled. It's always been our bogey ground. Listen, a, a, a midfield with Fred in it, you should, yeah. you, and you can't beat <laughs> oh, that. He was awful. You you don't. Des- oh, he was terrible. He was terrible, and. We come out of that with a draw. It's um, unimaginable. It's shocking. It's but unforgivable. The funny thing I thought from that game was the two t- that Dan James twice he he tried to be the shit houseery and leave something on one of our players, and both times he ended up hitting himself. <laughs> and he got. Uh, because he was uh, trying to leave guy, something in, he was guy. trying to be a hard man, yeah. like you know, leave a bit on, and then he get and he just bounced off them. <laughs> and you're thinking he's just a little boy playing with men. That, that should have been the story of the Mate, game, really. He's eight stone, and he's going up against yeah. Van Dyke and Fabinho. Do you know that's ridiculous? He was. Still, um, I, I get fair play to the lad, though. He was having a go. He was trying to leave something in there, make sure they knew he was about. He just he's just too small and slight to ever do anything. Bugger. Yeah. I, I almost felt sorry for him. Almost. Mate, it's got to be... <laughs> and he got bloodied as well at one, the second yeah. time. He got bloodied yeah. against Fab. And it was his Mate, own um, fault as well. <laughs> well, at least he didn't pretend he was unconscious this time. Yeah, that's... I'm sure he would have if he needed to waste time at the end. Yeah. Well, it's got to be said, in in my opinion, that was probably the worst officialdom I've seen in a long, long, long time. That was it, that was comical. The referee, to say he was a homer is a profound understatement. He was terrible. Uh, he, he did have a stinker. I mean, it wasn't just like big calls. Even throw-ins, he was given the wrong way and stuff. He was not having a good game. I mean, he let three United players off with a yellow, at least. I counted anyway. Well, and it's... straight after the straight after the um, Fabinho got boot, Rojo did almost exactly the same thing and didn't even get a talking to. And then he did two more fouls that were blatant yellow cards straight after Young nearly broke Lalana's ankle or tried to anyway. Right, uh, you know, the, the, and none of them were even talking to. So how how does that work? Fabinho made Fabinho made less contact on. Um, Whoever it was, I've forgotten now who he fouled. It wasn't, don't get me wrong, I'm when not arguing that it was a booking. It was a definite booking. But he made then. so yeah, little yeah. contact, it wasn't a bad foul or anything. But he made he made a, less contact than was made on Divock Origi that wasn't given as a foul, even though it was a kick from behind. I, I just don't understand okay. the rules anymore. I've seen people say things I, like, yeah, he thought the referee might have thought that the VAR uh, had pick it up and so he didn't worry you know he wasn't sure so he just left it for the VAR to sort out but that's just nonsense that's not what a referee is meant to do and that's not what he is trained to do or told to do so I don't believe that at all I think they're just crap 
or cheats. I don't know which anymore. I really don't. <laughs> I honestly don't. I've lost. I can't believe that what's going on with the officials this season. I can't believe it's not. It's not being. You know, matches aren't being fixed by VAR anymore. We've seen the footage where they, you know, with the lines well out of shape and all this. It's, it's there's something. Not, it's just not right. It's a massive conspiracy theory, but they well, give you there is just evidence. to say there's <laughs> only one team in Italy. There's only one season when Verona won the league, right? Eighty four, eighty five season. We've talked about it the other day, I think, didn't we? And yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. only season in history of a top flight professional game. You know where the referees weren't handpicked by the you know the their version of the PGMOL. The only time right. that didn't happen, they were done by random draws. And Verona went and won the league. And Juve finished mid-table-ish. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. You know, that, that, that does make you wonder, is there something in it when you think that? And you look at the English the league evidence. and everybody knows that the decisions always go to the big club's favour as a rule. Yeah, you know, over the course so of the season. Why did they go to United's favour then? Over the oh right, okay. Because they've got more uh, money. I was going to say, okay, but no, no, no. They're, they're, listen, that referee apparently, from what I can gather, is he lets those he lets the game go and flow, and those little those kind of challenges he lets go because he thinks it's a contact well, sport, it's a man's game. That's fine, blah, but blah, that's blah. nothing. But, but that's what the VAR is supposed to say. You missed it. It's a foul. Right. But they um, didn't. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Now, it's a it's a nonsense. I mean, they're afraid to overturn these decisions or or, or bad decisions. They're and not afraid to. They've been told they're... not to. They've right, set, okay. When they say they've set a high bar, what they mean is we're not going to let them overrule you. That's what they're saying, in effect, because... A high bar means it'd have to be something ridiculously obvious, like you'd booked him three times. So you, you know, you've already booked him, and you know, and you missed the second. Uh, you know, like when Graham Pole missed it and did the third, did the second yeah. booking and didn't send the player off. It'd have to be right. that kind of thing. It could only be something of that kind of magnitude. Otherwise, they're just totally ignoring it. We've seen how many clear and obvious penalties. Wasn't it Matty that was thrown to the ground blatantly? Newcastle, yeah. I mean, you couldn't get more clear and obvious that foul on Origi. I'm not just saying that as a Liverpool fan. I mean, if you're not a referee, you know that's a foul. You kick I mean, through from behind in the play. You never him. took the ball. You know, it's a foul. I mean, yes, he went down there easy, but, you know, there's, how many times do you see that in the game? And they're still given. I mean, I honestly think, and I'm not just trying to be theatrical or dramatic, but he if that happens in the box. That's a penalty. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's it's absolute. It's an absolute nonsense. So what you're saying is, is that they've been instructed not to overturn it. Well, that's the only. The it's the only way you can see a wording where they say we've set a high bar for this clear and obvious error has to be of a major magnitude before they'll overturn the decision. So basically, what they're doing is it's... they're looking at it going, yeah, you're right. That's it. That's all they're doing. The only thing they're looking for is things like a handball that the referee couldn't possibly have seen or an offside decision. Now, That's the only things they're actually using it for. Is there is there a situation where they can, mid-season or at whatever point during the season, they can just have a chat and say, "Look, all right, we need to change some rules, or we need to well, change they're, some." They're looking at um, it rhetoric this here. season, but then you know, let's be honest, it's not going to. Why would they change it mid-season? Who's the guy that runs this thing? Who's the guy? Who's Mike the Riley. head poncho here? Mike Riley thinks and... it's working fine. This is the guy you've got to remember. This is Mike Riley, who, when clubs complain about a, a specific referee, he then gives them him the next the next match. When uh, Watford complained that they kept getting given their main their major rival is Luton Town, right? Watford's major rival, they consistently get given a Luton Town supporting referee. 
consistently from Mike Riley after they complained and said this, you know, this isn't right, and he keeps giving, and he does keep. If you look at his record against them, he's given some ridiculous decisions against them, and they've got every right to think this is a, you know, this is a cheat, got something going on because Mike Riley keeps giving them a Luton Town supporter. I mean, why would you do that? I mean, why would you give Mike Dean a match where it's anything to do with a Manchester team or a Merseyside team? You just wouldn't because he's from the Wirral and the pressure on him is immense. You wouldn't give Anthony Taylor, who lives in Stockport, which is Greater Manchester, you wouldn't give him one of the Manchester teams or one of the Liverpool sides, you know, Merseyside teams either because the pressure on him is massive and he's going to make mistakes. He's going to get things wrong because he's increased... And yet, Mike Riley puts those two in charge consistently of games involving the four Merseysides and Manchester clubs. It's, it's just ridiculous. Why Why isn't he being held accountable? Surely there should be some checks and balances and there should be... Um, he should be being held responsible and accountable for because the he, situation worsening week by week. Because they police themselves. They decide how many times they got it wrong. That's why we had this ridiculous situation where after the first set of games, they came out and said that the, the VAR had only missed four things. Well, who decided that? They did. So, so there's no, they came Mike out Riley and said VAR's Riley. going great because we've only missed four things. Hang on, you missed freaking so, hundreds. But no, it's only four Mike things. Riley has, Mike Riley has no boss. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Well, who's to tell him? He can't be held accountable. Well, That's the ridiculous. FA could, but are they going to? Why wouldn't they? Well, because what, of, what do they do if the ref if he turns around and says, "Well," sticks the middle finger up to him, says, "Well, we'll go on strike then." The referees they haven't got enough as it is. Well, what an absolute. Diabolical situation. And the referees it, are in a separate is... company, this PGMOL. They're not really, you know what I mean? They're not part of the, the FA as such. So. This is the preeminent sport in the country. In this the is world. people's livelihoods. This is in the world, right? This is, this is people's livelihoods. This is people's uh, social outlet. And the way that they're just mismanaging it is it beggars belief, man. And the arrogance to just to suggest that nothing's wrong is stupefying. Anyway, mate, back to the um, game. Why do we freeze at Old Trafford? I mean, why do we go there and just uh, uh, go to jelly? I don't know. We just always seem to... I don't know, maybe this... Is it in... Is it the intimate? There's not. Uh, is it the atmosphere? Is it the? Well, no, is it the, the atmosphere is twenty exactly, times league champions. The atmosphere isn't exactly intimidating, is it? I've been there many times. I don't think it was an intimidating atmosphere. Liverpool, Man United games at Old Trafford, not at all. I mean, it, it, it's it's it. It has been in the past. But I'm talking about now. I mean, this one that wasn't an intimidating atmosphere. Ah, it's, it's just. Why do we have that psychological barrier and we can't play well at Old Trafford and we can't win? I think I, it's I, probably I, I just they it. keep getting told... I think players just keep getting told that we've always done badly there and so it sticks in their head. And until one day we get a fluky win there or something, you know what I mean? Something goes right and we end up with a fluky win rather than the draw like we ended up with this time. You know, if they'd have banged one in in the last seconds, I think that would have ended it. Now we just need that one or, off bit of fluke and then it's gone. Or we re-sign El Nino and show us how to win at Old Trafford. Aye, yeah. Yeah, but I think he might just be a little bit past it now. I don't think he'd have <laughs> quite covered for, for Torres. Uh, Torres, for, <laughs> no. uh, for Salah. Like, yeah, he wouldn't have been much of a replacement. I don't know, mate. I don't know. I, I think Torres would have been... He couldn't have been uh, worse than what we had. Uh, they showed on uh, Sunday morning, yeah, mate. Yeah, probably um, right, actually. What do you say to Mourinho's musings that we can't play against low-block teams? But we've That's beaten what he came out and said, that we got... He's just talking 
exactly. Oh, I yeah. can't be bothered to talk yeah. about. It. Well, I mean, he's just—he's just trying to make himself relevant. He's got. <laughs> did you see? Did you see that guy being leery to the ox at the end of the game? The Man United. No, I didn't see that. Is did that... you not see that? Is he? He's not the for one. For some that reason, got, is he the one that got ejected for racial abuse because one of their fans? No, got no, yeah, no. different one was yeah. it? For abusing Trent, no, this is something else. This guy, for some reason, Ox was at the uh, was at a Man United end or side of the ground, and this guy was just telling him to f off, repeatedly telling him to f off, and then he went. Ox went to put his hand out to shake another guy's hand, and he just pulled the guy, pulled it away. Did you not see that, no? Nah, that's, that's all right. That's just a bit of banter. That though, if you're pulling your underwears, he's going. Yeah, I don't. See, that's just a bit of yeah, soccer exactly. AM no, type thing, see. isn't it? Yeah, I know. I just wanted to see if you saw but, it. Uh, that's all. It's oh, not oh, like it's Man City where the kids, didn't you hear about, they had this little mascot, play, you know, the child mascot they have at a game, against taking the penal- taking a penalty against the eagle mascot thing, you know, the eagle thing right there, mascot in goal. He yeah. scored and he went to set this little kid. He's only like, I think he was about eight or so. And he's celebrating because it was in the by the Manchester City fans, and he goes celebrate, and they're all just flick, sticking the visa up to him and that. You thinking you miserable <laughs> bastards? I mean, he's just a kid. No swearing, please, Tristan. <sighs> no, I think that one deserves swearing. I mean, that's sad. That is just <laughs> pathetic. Oh, he's a little kid. Just give him a cheer or something. It's a moment that's of just... his life, hey, you know. Well, Ruined, mate. You can't buy class. Can't buy, buy, buy class. All right, mate, let's get to the players' ratings because I know we're trying to keep this under an hour or so. <laughs> Trying. All right. All right, mate. So, uh, Jurgen Klopp, I gave him a five. Uh, it was a poor showing, I thought, by Klopp. Uh, he's got his game plan wrong again at Old Trafford. I thought he should have went to 4-2-3-1 a lot sooner. Um, deserves credit for the three subs he made who, who, made, a, who made who all made a difference. So, I gave him a five. Um, do you know what, mate? To be honest, I'm not going to lie. I gave everybody a five apart from... I think uh, that's pretty much right. Uh, yeah, everyone. Um, Alison, <laughs> the irony is not lost on me that <laughs> Becca comes back and we drop points. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, you get the best keeper in the world back and you don't win. It's... Yeah. <sighs> Oh, still, no. we're still five point, what, six points ahead, like, you know six what I mean? Points, yeah. Clearly his performance five, had yeah. no bearing on the result. Yeah, so, as he had nothing to do all game, but um, and he had no chance with the goal either, so. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he couldn't uh-huh. even say he had a bad game because he just didn't have anything to do. To, nothing to, to do. He, I could have, I honestly, I'm not being funny, but I could have been in goal. On Saturday, and I, I wouldn't. I'd only let one goal because he did take a few. He did have to kick the ball a couple of times, and you'd have just fallen over your own feet and put it in the back of the net, or done a Jimmy Traore and Cruyff turned it into the back of the net. What won a European Cup uh, medal? I had Tauter's dross like that when the Champions League. I mean, come on. Fine, Sean O'Shea. Mate. So I was doing an article on on you know players that are crap but have won things. Yeah. And so I decided, I thought, I'll start with John O'Shea because he's the most obvious example. Like, he's one bloody loads. Who are you thinking? God. Just shows it's a Darren team game. Fletcher. Darren Fletcher's won five league t- uh, uh, Premier Leagues. Oh. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I mean, can't believe it. I mean, he's not a crap player, but he's not a, you know, a five-time champion, is he? Let's be honest, level. Exactly, yeah. Talking about five, I gave Trent five as well. Yeah. He wasn't at the races, defensively or in attack. His crosses were pathetic and just oh. a bad, bad day at the office. I mean, I don't know. I, what can you say, mate? It's so deflating. But listen, he's been a match winner for us so yeah. many times. He's done wonderful things consistently. So you have to forgive the guy, you know. And you um, can say that Matt, about all of them, to be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fair play. Yeah, uh, Matip, give him a five. Uh, he's back to the Matip of old, and mm-hmm. 
I think his renaissance has come to an abrupt halt. <laughs> Signed a new Let's contract, hasn't he? Someone. Let's be honest. It's, exactly. all, <laughs> it's all gone now. He's got it's his contract. Right. He's not bothered now. Yeah. I'm sure it's not no, that. No, before no, anybody before anybody starts, you know, writing the big letters and complaint, I'm just joking. I just thought I'd point that out. Mate, what we should do, I was thinking about it, we should sign him on a month-to-month contract <laughs> so he has to play for the next one. <laughs> He's just signed a. He's just signed a bumper five-year contract. You're going to get nothing out of him until four and a half years time. Oh God, don't say that. Um, I honestly, Virgil, he get another five. I thought he was he was the pick of the defenders, but that's not saying much. He gave the ball away uncharacteristically so much. Yeah, he he lost possession, himself. got flustered. Oh, he must have been. I think he must have just been. Uh, uh, I mean, I flabbergasted by what he was seeing in front of him. I don't know. I Sometimes I, I just wonder, when they come back from these internationals, if things haven't gone perfectly on the internationals and that, it must affect them. You know, if this thing's... I mean, for, you don't... I know Holland did all right, but, like, you know, it might have been the travelling or anything can up, or, you know, something personal can have affected them or anything, you know? There's so many things, but you just looked at what, Virgil got... and you just think, something not right there. He must have got fish instead of meat, like Jose said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Robbo. Um, he was wasteful and rash. His crossing was inept. And even the cross for the goal, he was lucky because... It had to go through a sea of players before it got to Lanana. It wasn't exactly a wondrous cross or anything. So, but the thing was, he, was, he would do something brilliant and then give the ball away straight away. You're thinking, oh, for God's sake. Just as you go, oh, I wow, and just about to start applauding him, and then he gives the ball away. It's like, you're taking the piss, aren't you? Yeah. All right. Um, Genie. He started off really well. For a few minutes, I thought, oh, my God, he's going to have a world-class performance here. And then he tapered, tapered away as well. And I thought, oh, my God, same, same. Yeah, um, you wonder if it's the whole, you know, everybody else playing bad drags you down. Because he, he started in a more advanced position. Then he came, for some reason, he he, he was slightly playing further back. I, I didn't understand it. I mean... They all had a brain fart, every single one of them. I mean, none of them can hold their head up and say, yeah, I I, I did something special today. Again, Fab, that next five, he had a stinker as well. I mean, what can you say? I mean, it just sounds so doom and gloom, but they were all rubbish. I do wonder how they managed to hit overhit so many passes. And surely they should be used to the size of the pitch. And Old Trafford's quite a big pitch as well. So you'd think it'd make it easier to hit. And, you know, passes should be more under-hit than over-hit. I wonder if they struggle because of the... I wonder if, seriously speaking, I wonder if it is a struggle getting your bearings because of the size of the ground. I have no idea, mate. But I did think that that you, pitch, well, the grass, was a little bit long. Well. Maybe, yeah, a lot of teams do that these days against us. But that I, I was just thinking, because I remember when uh, West Ham players were first um, go to the new stadium. And, you know, another team, that's why you practice on the day before, you know, when you're in Europe and you go and practice on the pitch. Yeah. That's why you do the training on the pitch, because you're trying to get your bearings with the landmarks and that to know how far to hit. I've heard people like Roy Keane say, oh, that's not true, but that's bollocks. He's just an idiot who just wants to be, you know, just wants to give the opposite view to everything. Any top class player will tell you they do go by landmarks. They do use, it's it's not a perfect cut, but it just, because each ground's slightly different. And so you get used to. Yeah. Hitting it into a th- and that's why home advantage is such a, is one of the one of the things with home advantage is you get used to where everything is by that hoarding is, you know when you're here yeah. and you can see you know yeah, you're aiming yeah, it for yeah, that yeah, hole, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, how yeah. hard you hit it and it'll get there, you know what I mean you get used to it so I, I wonder it, if they get yeah. confused because it is the biggest ground isn't it so maybe they do get a bit confused by the size of the ground and over that's why so many passes are getting over here. Because it wasn't the car position, mate, because they were poor. So, um, 
Anyway, yeah, moving it's on just to... One of the, I was just thinking it might, it might well explain partly. I mean, it's not the only reason, but once it starts to go wrong, sometimes, you know, you can't, you, when you've got a bad record somewhere and it starts to go wrong from the start... You know, you can see the goal and that, everything. Your passes are going. A couple of passes go. You, your head goes. You know, I, I just can't think of any. I'm making excuses. I think really. <laughs> I've heard some. I've, I've, as I say, I've heard some excuses for playing poorly, but that's the best one. Yeah. No, I'm not. I, um, it's not an excuse. It's not really. I'm not saying that's why they play poorly. I'm saying I wonder if it contributes to why we always struggle there. No idea, mate. No idea. We got. They've got the. Uh... The, the voodoo sign over us, whatever it is, the uh, Indian sign, like you said. Uh, Origi, mate, I gave him a five of He started so brightly, had the beating of Lindelof, and then he just, for some reason, he just faded spectacularly. I don't know what happened to him either. Mm. Oh, it's just, uh, it was just a nightmare <laughs> game, wasn't it? Yeah, Mane, five, played on the right, I suppose... I mean, he's played there so many times. It can't just say that he was out of position. He's played there loads. And, uh, well, he was hey, fantastic for us in his first season there. Everyone was moaning exactly, when we yeah. brought Salah and he, and he moved him to the left. Yeah. Everyone was exactly, saying, oh, he can't yeah. play on the left. He plays on the right. Yeah, that was, uh, I don't know. I mean, he made, initially showed some strength, made some decent runs, but there was no like wow moments like you expect from him. Um, the most positive thing he did was that when when we scored and he refused to celebrate Lalana's goal and uh, he beckoned everyone to quickly restart the game. You know what I mean? He says there's a game to win here. Yeah, um, exactly. Bobby. Yeah, no, he was awful as well. Oh my God, he was like as if he wasn't playing. He was so apathetic. It was he came into it a bit more when uh, Lalana and Cater and Ox came on. Um, to be fair, I can't believe the substitutes that. Were probably our best players. Absolutely, absolutely. I've given them a higher marks for sure. Oh, I missed out Hendo on purpose probably because I didn't want to just slate him. Do you know what I mean? I just. Yeah, I, I mean he played. He had. He was awful. I mean, he was out, but he was on the right of midfield as well, and like on playing on the right. But he was out of garbage. I mean, it, it was shocking to see how bad he was. I mean, it was. I mean, my only the extenuating circumstances he has, he played two games in the international break and he shouldn't have played him. Klopp shouldn't have played Henderson. He should have played Milner mm. or the Ox or Keita. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to Lalana. <laughs> I thought he had an excellent cameo. <laughs> he looked, he looked, I mean, I am, it, it pains me to say it as well, but. He looked alert, he was effervescent, and he topped it off of a goal. You know, I've got to salute the guy and fair play, you know. I, I, I Obviously, you, uh, it, it's well documented what I think of him, but he he deserves my thanks and my praise for what he did on the pitch on Sunday and uh, fair play to him. I hope this is the. I hope he can kickstart his, um, his career again at Liverpool, you know, because he had two years of injuries and I honestly do hope if he if it's it, it, he can make a positive impact from now on. Yeah. And again, with the, uh, uh, I, I gave I gave him an eight. I gave um, the Ox a seven. He added much needed uh, spark into the team with his performance and started to make things happen. A few good stuck shots in. as well, uh, which is exactly, something nobody yeah. else seemed to want to do. Absolutely, I couldn't. Or would, if they did, they did it straight at the keeper or fluff it or whatever. Um, Firmino in particular, uh, and Keita, um, he immediately added a different dimension to our play. There was a threat there. Um, he gave the United players something to think about in the short time he was on the and pitch. And he was constantly looking um, to get on the ball as well. Absolutely, yeah. And um, another who I thought could have come uh, come on earlier. Um, Again, I hope he plays against Genk. I think he's a shoe-in to play against Genk and, again, start his career and a run in the side. Um, thing is, um, stat about, listen, to, look, listen to this stat about Keita. He completed 22 passes in the 13 minutes he was on the pitch compared to Hendo's 26 pass completion in 71 minutes on the pitch. That's startling. Well, it is. How many? Uh, it's it was just a bad day at the office for everybody who started. 
Listen, I think everybody's um, probably uh, had enough of the negativity. And so let's get on to the uh, Genk versus Liverpool. Genk, yeah, the Genk versus Liverpool preview on Wednesday evening. Um, they've played two in the in the, in the the group. They've lost one and drawn one. They lost heavily to Salzburg. And luckily for us, they drew against Napoli, which they should have won at the end. Um, it was a good result for us, never mind. They um, are the weakest team in the group, though. Despite well, that, these listen, are the one that, yeah, you know, yeah. we should go out there and beat them fairly comfortably. Should do. But then we should have done that against Man United. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, I think the team needs a reboot um, after that display at Old Trafford. I think it's time now to shake it up a little bit. Um, I would... I would like to see Lovren and Gomez play, possibly give uh, um, Virgil and Matip a little... Well, Matip's already had a rest. He doesn't play for internationally, does he? So I'd maybe think of bringing in Lovren or Gomez for uh, Virgil. Um, I'd play a midfield of Keita, Milner and Ox. You can't uh, change everything, You can't change everything. Keep Van Dijk in. I, uh, Keep Matip in. Let them get back to... Cause they've, you know they've had a break and not being playing, to, not played together for a while. Let them get that back together. Their partnership. I yeah, but I think I think Lovren especially as Allison's been out as well. Let him play with them two in front of him and work their way back into it. You know, back into their understanding. Okay, well, fair enough. I mean, I I, I <laughs> that's why I'm not the manager. <laughs> it's the least running, um, you know. I, it's the position that they do the least amount of running is centre back, so it's the one that they don't need to change as much, you know. So, okay, um, I'd also give Bobby a rest. I think he he needs one. Um, I think he's he's not firing on all cylinders. I think he needs a rest, and I'd play Lalana. Uh, did I just say that? Just, uh, I don't know, did you? Bloody hell. I, I'm not sure, mate. I'm not sure. Um, I'd, I'd play Div again. I'd rest, man. I, I'd make wholesale changes, mate. I really do. I think that I, they, the squad need. that there's a reason why there's a squad, and I think the team needs a little bit of a kick up the arse, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just... Is Shaq still injured? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, but the thing, the problem um, is, um, you can't make too many changes. My, my, you can't make too many changes because you're going to be disjointed, and for, we need to win. I absolutely, I agree with that. But my reason for some change is, I we need to be fully full strength against Spurs we need to be we don't need any tiredness we don't need any apathy and I want to keep it fresh for Spurs at the well, weekend if, if we that, play if, with us if that's the case just rest them and not train and play the game they'll be better they'll learn you know they'll keep fresh you know fitter and far sharper by playing and then not training than they will do by trading and not playing but do you agree with that you know what I'm saying just keep them um uh, you need them alert for for for, for Spurs yeah, next time. I mean, because we don't know whether you know, Firmino might have been suffering because he's just been flying over to Singapore to play. Yeah, you know exactly, what I mean? Yeah. For Brazil and Fabinho, didn't he go as well? If I remember rightly, you know, so that I, could have contributed to their performance. But leaving them behind and not playing, they, they play need to them. let them get the no, no, get no, the rest out their limbs. Yeah, I. This is why they shouldn't have played on Sunday. I mean, we could have played a, a weakened team and still beaten United, in you my opinion. Put, I mean, you they can't put a weakened team out against United. That's just that's just wrong. That's just disrespectful. And you know what I mean. You can't do that because it was bad enough as soon as they seen Salah wasn't in. You know their hopes could get lifted. If you then put, if you then weaken the rest of the team, they, you know you lift their hopes up. They might have beaten us because you're just giving I them a carrot. You know what I mean. Yeah, but what we did put out there wasn't enough anyway. So, well, I mean, I think the pressure players... What's it, 125 points out of the last 144, I think it was, the start why Red put up on the site. I mean, you, you know, not we're, we're not doing bad. 
Well, dropping one now yeah, after, my... on the ninth game of the season, I you know, dropping two points, I think we can live with that. Um, my whole focus is Spurs on Sunday. We need to be alert and fully focused, and we need all all, all guns blazing, you know. So, all right, mate. Um, talking about Spurs, should we get on to the Spurs uh, review? Preview, sorry. Yeah, could do, yeah. Since you're so um, excited for it. it. You know, from yeah. what I've seen of them, they look, they've been playing like we did against Manchester United every week, but worse. Oh, my God, it was bad. Did you see the game against uh, Watford? Oh, they were, they were outplayed for long periods. Mate, this, this is a Watford team that were bottom of the league. And... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they were disappointed to, that... have, to have got a point. <laughs> Only got a point. Mate, if it hadn't have been for a wretched VAR decision and I... poor Watford finishing, that would have been Watford would have won that game. They got they, it was a blatant penalty that um, they missed out on. That would have put them two nil up, and Spurs wouldn't have come back from that. Very much doubt it. And the way they were playing, and they missed chance after chance. They must have. They should have been three or four up before Spurs scored. I'm still not convinced by the uh, final one as well when the. I mean, obviously, they, you know, this VAR where it put up no goal and then the referee gave the goal anyway. I'm still not... Here we go, here we go. Well, I'm just saying, the, the thing the is... Well, the VAR, that um, thing that goes round the ground, you know, on the screens and that, that comes from them, the VAR group. You know what I mean? They send that out. Right. They right. send out the no goal thing. So... Right. When it comes up with no goal, that's what they were saying it was. I know they've come out and said no, it was a mistake. Yeah, but what was the mistake? Was it right. was the mistake that the referee misheard what you said? I mean, you know, could he have thought they said goal when they actually said no goal? You 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 do conspiracy theories really really well. I'm just saying this. Well, there's plenty of conspiracy theories that have been proven to be true. So. I mean, you've only got to look at the Calciopoli scandal in Italy to know that there's very little that needs to be done to get a referee to, you know, get referees' decisions in your favour over the course of a season. I agree, but that was a that that wasn't handball. It wasn't Deli Alley didn't handball that. I mean, that yeah, was, was a shoulder. Yeah, that that I mean. That's on the for footage me, that's I seen it looked that's like a... it was on his arm, but then you know, for some of the angles it looked like it was on his shoulder. I don't know. But like, you know, when they that put it up as no enough. goal, you've got to think that they must have thought it was no goal. I don't know. I, I can give I can let Spurs get away with that one. That wasn't clear and obvious. And for me that was not a handball. But it doesn't have to be so... clear and obvious with a handball. That's the difference. That's what I keep that's what I've been pointing out. The handballs and the offsides don't have to be a clear and obvious error. They're just if it's a handball or an offside, because the referee's not looking yeah. out for that. Yeah, but that wasn't clearly handball. What well, doesn't have to be saying? clear. What that I'm you... saying is, it, it, if it's handball at all, if it's an accidental touch of the hand, same as our one getting ruled out. Right. You know, if it accidentally yeah. hits a hand, that's it. It's ruled out. Doesn't matter whether it's clear and obvious. It's whether it hits the the arm or not. That's it. But, that's the but only I don't think it did. I... I think it, I think it hits his shoulder. I, I the way he moved into it, I, I'm sorry, but he put his hand into it. You know, he put his arm into it, so that makes it a, more of a dodgy call for me. If he's kept yeah, his, you know, if he's pulled his arm out the way and it hits it, then for me, yeah, fine. But no, he's definitely he's put his arm forward to make sure he's controlled that so he's tried to control it with his arm uh, I, I can let him I can let him get away yeah, with well, you know, Mate, the uh, advantage goes to the attacker I'm happy with that so long as it's the same rule every time that's the problem consistency I get you yeah um, will Mo be back for this one mate or uh, Genk uh, Mo in should midweek? be fit for Genk but whether he'll play or not is another matter if he's fit, would you play him against Genk or would you save him for Spurs? 
well, I've just said I don't think you need to save players for Spurs. You've got days in between. There's plenty of time for them to rest. Just don't try. You know, if they're not fit, you, you know, not um, if they're struggling with fitness. I mean, you just give them a few days off. Yeah. That's what you do. You don't so you, you, you don't swap you, the team out. Look at Leicester when they were going. They played the same team consistently when they won the league. But what he was doing was, right. when they were starting to show signs of any fatigue, give them a day or two off training. Keep them playing. Keep them playing. Keep them sharp. But then give them a day. You know, when it so comes to have, training, you're better off. You're better off them playing every game and not training than right. you are them training and not playing. Because they won't, they just lose sharpness when they're not playing. Exactly, the lead. Right, okay. So you're okay with Mo playing Wednesday, Saturday, right? Yeah, it should be. You know, there shouldn't be a problem. The only problem comes is if it's obviously the issue is if there's an injury. That's when you got to, you know, if he kicks up a Pretty knock. Sure. That's the only issue, yeah. not fitness wise. He's certainly fit enough to play that often. So he's 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 looking good for Wednesday, but if not for sure Saturday, he'd be back. Well, that's yeah, that's what they they hoping anyway. You know what I mean? That's the plan. But like you know, obviously right. he could um, get a kick in training to, tomorrow and be out for a month. You know, you never know, do you? In injuries. Oh God, I hope not. Please, 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 don't say anything like that. All right, I listen. I think Spurs are psychologically they're shot at the moment, but then. And I think they'll be cannon fodder. But Shaq I thought that about United back, and what happened there. By the way, sorry. Oh, really? Shaq might be fit for it, yeah. For the uh, oh, cool. midweek. So, Gink game. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Have him on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, I was going. I was saying that I think Spurs are done psychologically. I think they're really scarred. But, and I think that... Well, well, there they're playing. It should be, should be an easy win. But then again, I thought that about you. And look what happened there. So I'm not taking them for granted, that's for sure. And let's hope they don't... Their renaissance isn't starting on Sunday against us. Yeah, that's the worry, isn't it? It's always the worry. <sighs> it's... Um, I, and, I, and I hope that this performance isn't of, against United. Our performance against United... Is something that's going to be it, it, they've set a trend kind of thing because no. they can't get that. Yeah, they, they they. I mean, I know we've been lucky a few times, right? Getting we we've snatched victories out of the jaws of draws, but um, I I, I just hope there isn't but a those games we dominated and we should have put to bed sooner and then you know when we just slacked off like the you know like the where we slacked off because we had it won against Salzburg and things like that Leicester where we totally it's dominated and they didn't make a bloody chance Seth. until the last seconds like and suddenly Rodgers reckons they were robbed stuff like that so it's it's a totally no, I... different thing this was a this was a game where the point was where Man United deserved the point and that's the difference. Right. So, we, I mean, collectively, I don't think it could get as bad as that again. Because it was pretty pathetic. Now, talk to me about Spurs. Do you, think he'd be, do you think he'd be sensitive towards that performance? Or would he, do you think he'd be going crazy, Klopp? Oh, I think he'd be it? absolutely furious after that. What else can you do after do, that? Wouldn't he be just? Wouldn't he just chalk it off as a bad day at the office for all of them and just say, "Look, lads, you know it happens." Or would he be laying into them? No, you've like, got to lay. You, you know, he'll be wanting to pick that apart and fix it so it doesn't happen again. Because otherwise, other teams right. try and use the same setup and that to beat us. So he's got to pick at it and find out what went wrong got to you can't just leave but something he... like that because that was so no, but bad. what i'm saying is no but what i'm saying is would he be going would he be tearing into him? be yeah, angry i think he'd be you know, fury. yeah i think he'll okay. torn into them gotcha. so spurs what do you think um are they are they are they done are they have they folded for the season or well, i mean half the team uh... want to leave the manager wants to leave yeah 
Levy couldn't get re- even admitted he, he would have offloaded most of them if he could have. You know, they're an absolute they're an absolute mess at the moment. But that doesn't mean they're going to not turn up and try because they're playing against the European champions and they always turn. You know, they they'll, they'll come out and give it so give it all because it's a big game. What what incent- What more incentive do they need, right? That they're playing the team that beat them in the European Cup exactly. final. I, 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 you don't need more incentive than that. And you can't have a better league, incentive. You know, um, exactly. Unbeaten. It's you know to be the first to beat them in the league this season, and there's loads of things for them. There's, you know, there's a lot for them to go for. Just hopefully they play as badly as they have been. I got my fingers crossed for this one, mate. Um, mate, I can't believe we kept this to an hour. Just, just. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. I think we should. Uh, I pray. Uh, I'm very proud of you, mate. Ooh, yeah, I'm very impressed. I, I am as well. I, I know you see. I've had to keep refusing um, just as I was starting to say so. I had to stop myself because <laughs> I thought no. I You've got a toothpick and you like prod it into your hand as soon as you start talking. <laughs> <laughs> going, um, going into one, yeah. All right, yeah. mate. I'm 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 quiet. I'm I'm very. Uh, I don't know. I'm elated. I think we should give ourselves a round of applause because it's the only thing we've got to celebrate yeah, this week. And now we're overrunning because we take because we're giving ourselves a big hand. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. On that note, I think we should uh, leave it there. And uh, congratulations to you too, mate. <laughs> see you next. See you next Thursday. It's, yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Bye bye.